Yeah. Hey, listen to some tunes? Yeah, just turned them off. Hey, baby. I like it. Hey, baby. Hey, Bradbury. What's going on? You know, just uh, having a glass of vino. Ooh, it's one of those nights. I like this. How deep are we into these? Um, let's see. I had four beers at Spanky's in Leesburg. Uh-oh. And uh, came home. I made some dinner. I co- actually cooked on the grill, if you can believe that. I can. I don't. This weather can't hold this down. Oh, yeah. Grilled chicken. It was money. And then, um, so I'm like on my third glass of wine. That's my guy. That's what I like yeah. to hear. I've just done a couple lines of blow and, you know, drinking vodka, so I'm good here. <laughs> got Carolina and Duke in front of me on the iPad. I got uh, no Rich Turpin, so this is... Where's Rich at? He's yelling at some guy, probably on Twitter, about Kirk Cousins for the past yeah. five hours. Yeah, I, I was watching that. Oh, we'll talk about that tonight. <laughs> His call today Yeah, for, for the... Yeah. For, you're exact. I know where you're going with this too. For the for the guy, it looks like I just saw him yes. pop up online. But let's add that jerk. For for the guy that that was uh, talking to the junkies this morning about the 473 followers followers that are <laughs> are all GMs and <laughs> what? Hello. Hello, Rich. <clears throat> hey, who the hell is Dexter Fowler? He's your new starting right fielder, baby. Is it a lock? Is it lockdown or is it a room? It's been lockdown, bruh. I've been telling you that for weeks. It's just that well, they had to figure out what was going on with um, uh, how many years. It's probably be two, three years, but he's perfect for them. Um, I mean, Yak knows. I mean, he can get on base, actually, something the Orioles don't like to do. Well, he's a brother, so I assume he's fast. <laughs> he is fast. He can play the outfield. He really fits in well. Gallardo's just kind of – I'm not into draft picks when it comes to – um, especially this team. This team's window is right now, so they don't have time to worry about some 14th and 29th pick that may or may not hit. So I'm not into. So Fowler every day outfielder. Oh yeah, every day right fielder, um, and then you either have Reimhold and the, or the fat Asian play left. Okay, where would Fowler? Where does he bat? Should I should I be size for him or no? You're size, yeah. He's a leadoff hitter, and he hit he can hit some bombs, especially at Camden Yards. I mean, Yak could probably hit some bombs at Camden Yards. Yeah, I heard he has a big. I was, I was a little surprised that Vegas's total on the Orioles uh, win loss record. Who was? I mean, I, I'm just I'm just saying in general. Like, you sent me that. I, I kind of knew where the where the Nats were because I was I have a different bet with somebody else, but I didn't pay attention to the Orioles until you sent me over the the Golden Nugget ticket That's downtown today. Downtown Vegas too, baby. Yeah, oh, dude, the Golden Nugget is it's gold. That is old school. <laughs> oh yeah. But seventy-seven. Yeah, it's kind of pathetic. Yeah, but I would bet the over. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not an Orioles mark, and you're not definitely not. not. I root against the Orioles. There's a lot of the Orioles I like, but seventy-seven games. I mean, I love Showalter. I love uh, Machado. I love him. You like him on the field. I, I, Chris Davis. Hey, man, I'm glad. I actually, ultimately, I'm glad you resigned him, but. That team can win. They can go 500 easy. Well, last 500, year. 500? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, that's what they did last year, weren't they? Yeah. They went up. Yeah. And the I mean, over-under last year was 80 and a half. Our boy Jeremy Kahn might have had a big wager on that. What'd they finish with? 81. They went 81 and 81. And they won their last five to get to 81. So, yeah, so they got they both. Didn't, they didn't the punt end. the season like the Expos did, Yak. 
Yeah, they actually finished strong. They finished strong because they had a good manager, which you were all over. You were all over. MW is now the third base coach out in Arizona. Enjoy that. And I can't believe that I was defending Matt Williams all the time. Yak was a, a, a soothsayer, as Cakes would say, right? You but I like, you know what, though? I get sized for Dusty Baker. <laughs> I'm not sure the bullpen arms do. I'll be rooting for the Nats this year, kind of, sort of, but not Bryce Harper. I kind of hope he walks the free agency. Why, actually, Rich, I don't understand that that logic. Why are you rooting for them now? Because I get sized for Dusty Baker. I oh, love just, Dusty yeah, Baker. Just, he loves you, brothers. Just because you like Dusty Baker, that's the only yeah. reason. Is yeah, because I want to see him. I want to see him because I'd like to see him win again, like win a World Series and go out on top before he dies. He's pretty old. I'd like to see him have some success before he checks out. Although he's, you know, he's free rolling. He's had a lot of success. So, but you know, plus it's Washington. It's close to my home. You know, it's it's close to my heart. God, you crushed the Nats throughout the whole season. I don't know. I know. Sudden, I don't know what's going this on is- here. This is like weird. I think through the whole got, season, through their whole existence, right? And, but I think you have PST right now, or whatever the um, the Iraq thing is, because you, you're fighting it, people on Twitter like you're like you're Scott McClure. It, it, and honestly, I'm not a big fan of people that like hang on to a couple different teams. Just it's, it's <laughs> almost like baseball, a, by the way. It's almost like a self esteem issue. Yeah. Like you know, oh, I root for the Cowboys, but. You know, if they're not in it, I root for the 49ers. And, uh, you know, my AFC team is yeah. the... Uh, Anytime I hear that, my NL team, oh, my okay. AL team. Yeah, how about just you have a team. Right. And your yeah, team is either they're, they're a winner or they're a loser. And if they win, great. If they lose, hey, better luck next year. And I think we've talked about this. I no, hate people when they say, have. my favorite team is this. But my next favorite team like is this. Favorite. There's no such thing. If it's your favorite, it's your favorite. There's nothing else. That's your team. I hate that. My NFC team is X, and my AFC team is this. Or, you know what I mean? My AL team is this. My NL. No. You have one team. That's your team. You root for them. Embrace it. You know who Tom's favorite team is? Sarah Frazier. Or... Uh, I don't know. Donuts. Or, or, or Nova, Sarah Frazier. Or Nova Donuts. <laughs> oh, my that's God. His, that's where he plays his home games, or at Nova Donuts. I mean, can he give more run to a play? Is he getting free donuts there? Yeah, he's got – there are Starbucks have got to be hooking him because he's tweeting about donuts and Starbucks all day in it's Sarah Frazier. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. a lot of those weight things. You know what I mean? How he puts those out there, the pictures of uh, how much weight he's lost. A lot of well, I think he's done. Nova. Because he got so, down to like 180, so I think he's so, done. So I, I, I exchanged like a text or or a direct message with him, and he kind of poo-pooed the whole Sarah Frazier thing. I mean, he said it was it was a business thing. He could and that he couldn't get into it right now, <laughs> which is fine. Okay, because I, I actually do. We talked. The three of us have talked about this. We want him to call in. Oh, I mean, do we not want Tom C. Block on the show? Yeah, we did. Okay, we do. So I exchanged a text. I said, Tom, what in the F is going on with you and Sarah Frazier? I said, it's weird, bro. He goes, eh, I can't get into it right now. It's kind of like a, it's like a business thing. Were you talking I, to Tom or Cartman? No, I was talking to, well, he, oh. <laughs> when he, I think of him like Cartman voice. Like, <laughs> like he is like Cartman. He's like, you know. I might be able to tell you more about it later, cause uh, but I can't I can't shed any light on it now. <laughs> can't shed but, a lot of things. But dude, it is. I don't <laughs> care if it's business. I don't care if it's like 
Did she used to be on like a different radio station or something? I mean, what's the I, deal? I don't have, I don't have any idea. Who, I don't have any idea who she station is. is. All I know is he is like trolling her and stalking her yeah. on Twitter the way that like a weirdo would. It's worse on Instagram if you go to the gram occasionally. Well, I don't really get on there, so I don't know. Tom is he is the Ted Bundy of Twitter right now. <laughs> he is just all over Sarah Brady. Is he driving around like in a '76 uh, uh, bug Volkswagen Bugs? <laughs> is that what is that what old Ted was driving I around? I think so. It was like a yellow bug <laughs> back in the day. I don't know, but we got a lot to get into. You are listening to Between the Lines here on the Baltimore Sports Report Network, BaltimoreSportsReport.com. So I'm Rich Turpin, joined by Sports Shack Mike. Hi. And Jabby Burns. Good evening, everybody. So we got a lot to get into. We just, I mean, we we did crush Tom a little bit. We originally wanted to have him call in, yeah. but I guess he's too busy. He's he's got a lot of stuff going down. And you know what? I I was gonna tell you, yeah, I got that same kind of. I can't really talk about it right now. I got a lot going on. I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's Locker. I don't know if it's Sarah Frazier. A lot of deals being had. Maybe Nova Donuts. A lot of things going on behind the scenes but but either way we are going to catch up with tom at some point maybe next week i got an um, update. and we and we hey and we love tom yeah i mean i, we I got do. an update i got an update let, yeah. let's make that let let's make that perfectly clear we love tom yeah, he's i mean p1 he's our one p1 we have one and and he's it i do have an update though he's the producer of this of this okay fine, go ahead ship here i text our boy tom to say if he could maybe kind of <laughs> join us right to see if he could join us and tom text back can't sorry i'm rocking my daughter to sleep oh so he played the kid card uh, which was nice and i said okay we'll never have you on again no i said we okay we love you never tom you good um the one thing you said about locker were you saying that we were going to find sarah for, sarah in a locker is that what you were saying no Something? i was saying that because remember he, he was working deals with craig lachlan oh my god I do, love, I do like that Yak, kinda, <laughs> Yak took a shot across the bow with him when he mentioned the locker thing. What was that? I don't even remember what that was about. I think he tried to take a shot no, at I'll you, tell you what that. I'll tell you what that was about. Okay, so and, and to Tom's credit, he was he was one of the only one people. We have, we have a one share, by the way. Anybody listening? <laughs> one person listens, yeah. and it's Tom. And I said— We got a couple. We got a five-share. And I did legitimately hear this a month before the Super Bowl from somebody that does work in the quote unquote entertainment business. And they said, hey, there's talks that guns and that Axl Rose and Slash might show up. Yeah, that's right. So, so I mentioned that on our uh, on our podcast. Correct. I, I never tweeted it and I never blogged it. So Tom gets on. Twitter during the Super Bowl right after the halftime show. Tom's on Twitter? Says, yeah, he goes, oh. I guess Yak's rumor about Guns N' Roses wasn't true. Uh. <laughs> you know, and he's trying to just, he's basically trying to make me look like an idiot. So I i think I quoted it. I, Rich will remember. And I did, yeah, I did throw him under the bus. I basically said, oh, yeah, that rumor, like uh, Craig Lachlan was going to go to Eyes Radio. <laughs> it's called Scorched Earth. Yeah, so, I mean. <laughs> I, I read like, it, and I literally lol no. I could not you stop You do not want to get on Yak's bad side. I've been there once, I mean, I and you just don't want to be I mean, there. Oh, I don't, it's a bad spot. All, I, I, like I said, I like Tom. And I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter, and I don't want to get into <laughs> 
these pissing matches, but he does. Sometimes he does do these things, which you you're invited to basically just, you know, punch him off the pedestal. I mean, even this the Sarah Frazier stuff, and and I'm telling you guys, and I think I told you this over email or text today. I maybe um I'm egotistical to our podcast, maybe, but but I almost think that he's doing some of this Sarah Frazier tweeting for for our benefit. Because it is you like you think he could be like a code producer type thing. He's trying to work his well, way onto the onto the show. Here's the thing. I know he's heard first of all, he listens to this stupid recording, and I know he's heard us talk about <laughs> it. I mean, we're in studio, how dare you? But look at how he amped it up just over the last day. Like, what was the one you guys texted me about? Hey, I'm waving to you. Oh, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm watching. Because she was doing this periscope thing. And and he was like, I'm watching for a few minutes. Wave to me. W-A-I-V-E, by the way. <laughs> I mean, how creepy is that? Wave. Yeah. Like, what? Like, like he got waved off the 40-man roster? Is yeah, that that's right. <laughs> he was waved. He was waved from Nova Donuts. <laughs> No, he's a P1 there, too. Uh, he was listen, way from the scale. Who doesn't like a good donut? You know what I mean? Oh, Once in a while, yeah. it's fine. But he seems to have, for a guy who's you know, been in a couple donut shops in his career, <laughs> I think that's a little bit of a, of a tough one. But hey, let's not make this show all about Tom. Right? No, we're not going to make it about Tom. So. Can we can we open something real quick? i, I got to get into open, this, Open. We can open whatever we want. Rich, I, this is from me and Yak. All right, listen. Today, listen, as you'd like to say, listen. I was listening to the Junks podcast. I don't listen to it. Um, you know, right from the time it's on and things like that. You called in and I thought your call was fantastic. You did a great Thank job. You, you know, Thank I don't know ever where you're from. There's some guy who calls Rich from Laurel and I always think it's you and it's not. It's some other dope that's terrible. But you actually he did called. He did get crushed by the brother that called in right after. Well, okay, no, well, it, no, it wasn't a crush because that. that guy had that no, guy. no valid point. I actually know that guy. Kai calls in to Baltimore stations. He used to call the junks under Mike in College Park and I knew exactly who it was. So I emailed drab to let him know that that was a kai and then kai finally had to come out and actually use his real name because he's a big fraud because he pretends to be because he's a big ravens fan allegedly and a redskins fan talking about a guy who speaks out both of his mouth but anyway so rich your call was fantastic i thought you were right on you got some good zings in you did you, you just you were perfect and you got out at the right time and then i go to your twitter page and it is a complete s show with some of the things that are going on with this guy, I, I really think that you and this guy need to get in the cage. This guy, HTTR, whoever this guy is about the Kirk Cousins thing, because you've really talked out both sides of your mouth because you said you really doesn't matter. Everything's going to be OK. Yet you're fighting with these people all afternoon. What gives, Mr. Turpin? No, no, because when I hate when people say that Kirk doesn't command X amount of dollars. And I say, well, you command what the market will pay you. You know what I mean? Your value is what someone will pay you. So if someone's going to pay you $20 million, that's your value, $20 million. So you can't sit here and tell me, or this guy likes to tweet, you can't sit here and tell me that Kirk's not worth $20 million and you think that he's going to go on the market and someone's going to pay him $9 million. That's just not how it's going to work. If Kirk hits the open market, if he's allowed to test free agency, he will get no less than $18 million annually. No less. He's not. Uh, he's not one of these guys that's 25, 20. He's not Kaepernick or a guy that's in the bottom third of the league. You're talking about a guy that was in the top eight last year in every major statistical statistical category, including leading the league in completion percentage. This is a guy that's going to command big money. So if you're telling me that you don't think Kirk is worth 20 million, 
that's your opinion, but don't sit there and tell me that he's not going to get that on the open market because he absolutely will. Even a guy like Adam Schefter today said Cousins goes on the market. He'll get a, something, a deal like $20 million annually, $40 million guaranteed. That's just the nature of the beast. The Texans, the Browns, those teams, the Jets, those guys need a quarterback. And Cousins, absolutely better yes. than any option out. Oh, Broncos, I mean, even to the fact that the Denver, RG3 exactly. is being, you know, bantied about as, as a guy that somebody keep, that somebody would go after. I imagine Kirk would probably go well. But why do you get so worked up over this douche? Because I don't like when guys have a personal, a, a personal bias, allow it, allow it to, to cloud their, I guess, their, their tweeting or their talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? A guy that knows about sports and knows about the team, yeah. But tell me, tell me more. But don't let your personal bias against Kirk Cousins cloud your visions in reality. It's going to lead us into a, a later discussion when we talk about Peyton Manning. But to kind of uh, piggyback off of this, I agree with the jabby. Your your call your call was very good, Rich. I'm and I, I'm actually glad you called in at that point because I was listening and. You know, generally speaking, they take a lot of uh, nunnicks that uh, don't know what they're talking about. But more importantly, and I'm glad, and I'm assuming you listen to uh, Sheehan and Tom Lavero because you're referencing yeah. uh, Schefter's comments. Yeah, there could not have been a more uh, uh, polar opposite take on this whole situation today than from what I heard this morning from Chris Russell, who I like. He okay. was awful today. And, and, I, and I'm going to restate this. I like Chris Russell. I'm not a troller. I don't want him to block me. I don't know. Maybe he has because I got involved in some things <laughs> maybe today. Maybe But I like Chris Russell. I think he's very passionate about the Redskins. I like him on the radio. But if he did not come off like a complete just moron this morning on the junkies, I don't know. I, I've, I've never heard anything so stupid. And, and if you contrast that to what Schefter was talking and what everybody else had just come to believe that the bottom line is this. The Redskins are not going to let Kirk Cousins hit free agency. And, and if he does, and here's my biggest argument, when you see, but everybody talks about it, the biggest argument that I can see for that, besides the fact of posting his numbers, and yes, he threw for almost 4,200 yards and and he threw for 29 touchdowns and rushed for five, and he had a 101.6 passer rating. The, the X factor that is not going to allow that to happen and to play off of Chris Russell's point where he's like, oh, we got to do team this and team that, and we got to do this. Look at all the Redskins teammates that are supporting him. They love I him. I mean, Garcon hit him up today on Twitter. A uh, couple of Chris the linemen. Baker. Chris Baker. Yeah, Chris Baker hit him up on Twitter. If they were to let Kirk Cousins walk, there would be a complete meltdown in Ashburn. And it would have nothing to do with Dan Snyder and, and Bruce Allen and Scott McLuhan. It would start with the locker room. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think the one thing that Chris said that also kind of make him look like a buffoon was uh, EB said something about paying, uh, you know, he said you can't, something to the tune of paying a guy. Um, $20 million, and EB said, well, that's what they pay Manning, and and, and, and uh, Russell, Chris Russell said, well, that was just for one year. Well, that's what the franchise tag is. It's just a one-year deal. So if you pay Cousins $20 million for one year, that's what the Broncos did with Peyton Manning, essentially. So you can't say, 
well, it doesn't work. You can't have all your money locked up in one guy because the Broncos showed you this year that it does work. Now, again, they're not the same team, I understand. But the fact that he said that didn't make sense. And I think Yak alluded, alluded to this earlier when he tweeted about Garcon. You can't give money to Pierre and think that he is somehow more valuable to that team than Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's just not. And I love and I love Garcon. I, I love his toughness. I love his I love everything about Pierre. Even the pizza is delicious. But you can't say that he's more valuable to that team than Cousins at this point. He's just not. He's not. No, absolutely not. And, you know, it kind of tailors into the rest of the, you know, the offseason, the way it's going to go with the RG3 thing as well. We all think, obviously, he's going to get let go. I kind of like the fact that the Redskins are doing their due diligence on trying to maybe acquire whatever it is, a pick of some kind. What, what's the point of hurrying up? I never understood why you had to get rid of him after the season was over anyway. It's not like he's some big deal in the locker room. They have till March, whatever the date is, to, to let him go. And at that point, they will let him go. But why not try to facilitate a trade, Jack? I mean, it makes no sense not to try to take advantage of that if there's a team out there that wants first rights and thinks that, you know, Griffin will, um, you know, would, 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 would want to go play for whatever the team is that, that would go after. My question to you guys would be is, do you think RG3 will flourish in the, in the team he'll play for, wherever it is? And number two, will you root for him? I mean, I, I will root for him. I'm not a hater. I mean, it, you know that that's just the way it is. I mean, I don't really, in, unless somebody like I, I look at RG three and I don't see somebody that's like done anything or said anything that's like really like you know uh, he he's not like affected my life. He actually affected my life for the positive. His rookie year. Yeah, we were griffining in and, front and, of the Starbucks that Tom was it, it, eating. Yeah, like and, and 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 honestly, <laughs> I don't care. People can make fun of his tweets and. You know, he gets into these saying, who cares? Everybody gets so focused on, like, stuff that's not important, okay? And the bottom line is this. He's still a 25 or 26-year-old kid. Not that he's a kid. He had a great rookie year here. For me to say, would I, you know, unless he goes to Dallas and in the Redskins allegedly are playing the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day here in about nine months, and Griffin is filling in for a oft-injured Tony Romo, which, by the way, could be the case. Of course I'm going to root for him. I mean, I got no ill will towards RG3. And and listen, I, I hear some of these callers, and I'm, I'm not a racist hillbilly like they are, and some of them are. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, oh, F that N-word, right. you know, get him out of town. But no, I hope he does well. And if he goes to Denver or if he goes to uh, – the uh, Los Angeles Rams, you know, don't get confused there. I mean, there there's a few different teams that are going to be vying for his services. He is going to be employed. He might be with uh, your Browns. Yeah, could, well, I don't know about that. But um, I think he still – listen, I would like to see how listen. he does. We're listening. Cans are on. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I, wouldn't keep, I wouldn't keep him here just because of some of the, the, the things that have gone, gone on here. But whoever signs him, and just take for example Dallas, for example, if it, uh, they've already got Tony Romo under contract, if Dallas was to sign him, they're going to get him on the cheap. Mm -hmm. And you're saying if he could, becomes like a free agent type thing? Yeah, no, yeah. he's going to become a free agent. Well, he'll he's definitely gonna, be a free agent. No, I know, but if they don't trade for him, you're saying if somebody, oh yeah, yeah. if he's on the open market, yeah. and, and let's so be he'll honest. get to pick where he wants to go. 
Right, and let's be honest, he's he's better than Kellen Moore oh, and 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 Matt Castle and those guys that suited up for Dallas as you the four quarterbacks or whatever I, the three actually, the three backups. I I actually wish we'd have thought about this. Pull up the free agent. I mean, the the list of free agent quarterbacks that are going to the market is not very big. It's not good. Yeah, and honestly, Bradford? I mean, if we're being brutally honest about this, Griffin has got to be at least in the top ten. He's probably in the top. Yeah, he's probably in the top six. Yeah, I was gonna I say, say he can't be much further than. Six, I mean, it's seven, well, down the list. well, it's cousins. I know it's cousins. Um, Sam Bradford, Brock no, Osweiler, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Wait, 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 wait. Go down the list. Sam Hold Bradford, on. maybe. Well, I know Bradford Chase for Daniel. sure because they were talking about. No, thank oh, you, on. Chase Daniel. Chase Who's next? Castle suck. Uh, Ryan no, Fitzpatrick, that. Matt Moore. Uh, I would take a look at him. Schaub. Uh, Matt Schaub, no thanks. I'm done with. I've Os- seen enough. Osweiler, Luke McCown. I take a look. They at put him. Joe Webb here, by the way. Wasn't he doing special teams and got the penalty at the end of the Super Bowl for the Panthers? I'm sure he's a quarterback. Uh, Dan Orvalowski. I don't know if you remember that cat. <laughs> he's there listen, well. listen, we listen. I'm gonna say listen. The, the most notable, the most notable free agents we've already talked about. It's Sam Sam Bradford. Okay. Jesus. Kellen Clemens from your Chargers, Jabby. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt Hasselback. Uh, let's see. Chase Brock Daniels Osweiler, Drew Stanton, Mike Vick, Brandon. I mean, the list Chad is terrible. Hey. This <laughs> is the list when you play Madden, when you have to fill your roster and you can have like uh, $800,000 on your salary cap to spend. It, this is the list of quarterbacks that you can choose from. It's dreadful. And in in that in that list right there, and you basically just said two names, and I'm going to pair them with a third, uh, Osweiler and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Literally, okay. My Redskins fan bias aside, those are the only two I would even consider outside of Cousins. Yeah, I mean the free agent the the uh, quarterback free agency class is not that strong. Which to go against what Chris Russell, what we we started uh, talking this this conversation we started on, go, goes even more against what he was trying to argue with. He said this morning that he thinks there's close to a twenty percent chance that Cousins either doesn't get signed long term or doesn't get franchise tagged. Are you out of your effing mind, bro? Don't you think he was doing that for just being the opposite of something? I know he's plugged totally. in, but think Jabby. about it. He back he got on those those roller skates and backpedaled nine different yeah. times when the guy said he went fifteen percent to oh well maybe you're right it's ten percent but you know it's almost like he needs a talking point. The guy's been doing talking about the Redskins since the day the game you know the season's been over. I feel like he was just doing that because he needed some types of substance for the show. Well, I, and I mentioned this one, and when I called in, I said, "Well, if you don't go to Kirk Cousins and you say, okay, and by the way, if they if, if they release Griffin, which they probably will, and they don't sign Cousins, you don't have it, you don't have any quarterbacks on the roster because McCoy's a free agent as well. God, he was so talking then about where McCoy too, like he was like some like great fallback, and I was like, what? But, that, but that's the thing. Do you roll with Colt McCoy and no. say, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna sign Colt McCoy again. We're gonna give him." Eight million dollars to be our starter. Then we're going to draft a guy in the third round and try to groom him. To me, you're taking a gigantic leap backwards if you sign Colt McCoy to a one, two-year deal and draft a guy, and then maybe you sign a guy like uh, I don't know. Do you sign Dan Orlovsky to be your backup and let the the, the the rookie be a third stringer and learn, or do you sign Scott Tolzien? I mean, this is it, it's so ridiculous to even think 
that you can just plug somebody in, and as long as you have a good team around them, that that team will win. I believe that if you if you plug a quarterback, a capable quarterback, I think that, yeah, you can win. Obviously, the Trent Dofer effect. But you have to have a capable quarterback. And Colt McCoy, I'm sorry, he's a notch below. He's a backup. Kirk Cousins. Cousins put up the numbers this year that he did, and it's not a fluke. Guys don't put up those numbers that are not just not good. And everyone says, oh, well, Derek Anderson. No, I've already told you before. Derek Anderson's numbers that year with Cleveland were nothing compared to the numbers that Cousins put up this year. Right. So I don't want to hear Colt McCoy and then you draft a guy, maybe a, the kid from North Dakota State. No, I don't want to do that. Sorry. No. So and, and pay the, You know what? Franchise and get Miss 20. McLuhan's not going to do it. And that's another no, thing. That's not. the last thing here I, I will say on this. Again, I get so just enthralled and it's mostly for baseball side i get so like angry about people that say that's a lot of money we it's a lot of money to spend as tom would say it's not a lot of money by the way who gives a rip if whose money is that your money and i know people say hey i buy tickets no you don't your tickets matter not at all the tv matters all that matters and so why do you care if if uh, angelus or snyder want to drop 20 million on a guy for a year and it's fine it's great for both sides who gives a rip he's going to be the starting quarterback next year like eb said i cut my finger off if he wasn't especially and 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 on that point i hate and that's the other thing i was arguing about people were saying well uh cousins isn't worth 20 million he's probably worth 18 (laughs) really give him what is a two million dollar give him a two million dollars extra you let him walk over two million dollars that's that's what i hate as well he's not worth 20 he's maybe worth 18 and it's not Give like the Redskins are squeakers. They, they overpay no. people. So and what was the, and they haven't had a franchise quarterback in forever, thirty years. Come on. Yeah. No. It, it just it's, tilts me. It's crazy. Speaking speaking of franchise, do the Ravens have anybody that that is a possible franchise tag design, designee or whatever it's called? I thought it was maybe Justin Tucker. Yeah, they're I mean, gonna do Tucker probably. They kind of do in the Patriots bit where uh, Gronkowski uh, was. Uh, franchise last year think about it it's a cheap franchise tag that you have to worry about i think it's like three or four three or four million and then they work actually worked out a deal with him um while it was a <clears throat> the ravens have bigger problems than worrying about a franchise tag on somebody but they don't need to put it on like a left tackle or somebody like that in a ridiculous number so i think that's the big deal um the big thing up here is at this point is joe flacco needs to restructure his deal his number against the cap this year is just something out of this out of this world and they knew this time was going to come they didn't think that he was going to be coming off an acl injury <clears throat> I'm not thinking that they're going to go out and draft a quarterback by any stretch because I think they're going to draft somebody at number seven and they'll do a good job because they always do because the Chargers, my boys, will botch it at three so that someone will fall. Um, but I think Joe Flacco needs to restructure. I don't think it'll be a problem up here. But no, Riff, there's nobody here at this point that thinks that um, you know the Ravens are worried about a franchise tag on anybody but Justin Tucker. And you know it kind of makes sense kicker-wise. I'm not saying he's a great kicker. I know people make fun of franchising a kicker, but if you really think about it, you really not really stroking that big of a check as opposed to stroking a twenty million dollar check for a you know quarterback. Yeah, and well, the funny thing is, we actually laughed a few years ago when they when they did that deal for Flacco, and we said that this day would come that Ravens fans would be so up in arms because the deal that Flacco signed was such a handcuff if they wanted to do anything else. And now you know what that day is coming. Like you said, they didn't think that it'd be coming off an ACL injury in a in a year where they win what six games, miss the playoffs. But yeah, it's time to pay the piper, and and unfortunately, you know this team has gotten old really fast, and you've got a quarterback coming off an ACL injury, and and they don't have a lot of room. 
to maneuver. Yep. And yeah, you absolutely need wide receiver a coming off a 35 year old wide receiver coming off an Achilles tear. Who's coming back because who just think about it. He retired basically had an Achilles tear in the middle of the season. All of a sudden now is ready to come back as opposed to, you haven't heard much from Terrell Suggs who has on a second Achilles tear. So he's on one side and Doomerville, I'm sorry, he's not, he's more of a Batman and Robin type guy. He's not a guy who can do it by himself. He needs somebody on the other side. And so if Suggs isn't there, where are you going to go pass rush? So I think that the Ravens could look there. They really need help in the, in the safety position as well. So they really need a lot of help on defense. I think offensively they're going to be, you know, okay in regards to they have a quarterback. And if you have a quarterback in this league, you know, you'll be okay. They're hoping Perriman comes back. The wide receiver they drafted last year didn't play a single down, not even in training camp. His knee was banged up. So you can't really depend a lot on him. So I do think that the Ravens are in a little bit of a, you know, it's an interesting offseason for the Ravens. They're usually drafting later, looking to trade back. I think this year the Ravens will definitely take a player somewhere in that top half. And I, my guess would be on the defensive side, someone like a pass rusher or maybe somebody in the secondary. Well, Javi, where is the, where is the, uh, what's the word from the Flacco camp in terms of him wanting to restructure? Well, we've had Joe Linta. I've had Joe Linta on a different radio show that, that I've done. And, you know, he's his agent. He's easily, he'll work with them. And I don't think Flacco's a guy that'll break the bank. I mean, Flacco was living with his parents still when he signed his rookie well, well, deal. Bottom line, what, what is he, what is he going to make? I mean, what is he guaranteed? He, He's got fu money at this point, yeah. basically. Well, that yeah. I mean, at this point, I think his and number's he's, like twenty-seven or something. He's basically a hero next to Cal Ripken Jr. He's a hero in Baltimore. You is know what's funny? Not... He doesn't get the shine that you would think he would at being the well, quarterback here. It's such a it's an interesting defensive it, it, town, though. That's and I know why. going back to the going back to the old radio show, I was a huge defender you of his. And, you know, I li- I like the guy. I mean, and you know, I I obviously don't. You know, I'm not from Baltimore, and I don't go up there, you know, maybe once in a blue moon. I don't understand where it, it all went off the rails with people not appreciating that. I mean— They don't appreciate offense. I really do think that they're this, this defensive town, and so everything's on the defense. I, I still think that that completion—and I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry. No, but good. I'm glad you do. The, uh, the completion <laughs> he made in Denver— was that a completion uh, or was that a botch by the defense? It, it was a botch. Matter. Raheem Moore botched it. Come on. Rich could have thrown that. To me, I did, throw, I did way, throw it. The way that I – I'll tell you what. I'll tell you you what. were better when he threw it, though, because you were down on the Ravens. Oh, the yeah. way that I view that play, to some degree, as an outs- as a Redskins fan, as an outsider just watching conference championship weekend, yeah. is the same way that I view the – Pay, uh, the Eli Manning to uh, David Tyree play. Yeah. And I know that was in the Super Bowl, but it's just like. That's true. That is a that's kind of a like good unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they even won that game. That said, it's overtime, though. And then they go on and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, come on. Well, they still had to go to the Patriots and win at the Patriots. Yeah, the I know, week. but it's just like, I don't know. I mean, the guy, you know what? He irked. That's why I'm asking you. I, I, I don't, I honestly don't understand his contract. I don't know how much he's made, and that's why I'm curious. Like, is him and his agent are they like cool with like you know what we've made ours? Let's see what we can do here and help the team out. Are they are yes, they that? Yes. Joe place? is especially Joe definitely is because there's a really big deal. Um, I think his cap number here is have in front of me twenty eight point five five million dollars against the number. I mean that's a 
big cap number, so they definitely need to do that. But Joe is somebody that had talked about it, that he's willing to do that. Yeah, he's a really good dude. His agents, you know, work with the Ravens. I don't think there's any type of animosity or problem. It's really tough, too, to have some leverage when you're coming off an ACL, ACL injury, too. Right. right, so we have till March 1st to yep. tag guys. That's that's the tag day. And then the new season starts the 9th, so that's when free agency starts. Uh, something that I'm watching right now, I'm actually watching Duke, Carolina, one of the all, the best rivalries in college basketball. Uh, March Madness is going to be starting soon. My Hoyas are going to be on the outside looking in, most likely, yeah, unless they Seton can Hall make tonight. a run. Shockingly, they're down by eight already to Seton Hall. Uh, <laughs> although, if they can beat Xavier and they can oh, somehow God. beat the number one Villanova Wildcats, maybe oh. they squeak in. But I, I think there's a little bit of chance that they don't even make uh, well, actually, you know what? They're not going to make the tournament. I'm just going to go on them. They're not going to make the tournament. Somebody that will make the tournament will be uh, a Maryland. And I know that this town is very hype right now about Maryland. But personally, Uh-oh. after watching them, and I know it was early. I watched them play against Georgetown. Most likely should have lost that game. Fishy helped out. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I just don't think that I would pick Maryland in my pool. And I'm going to do about 20. Yeah. Guarantee you, we're we'll gonna do, do one here. brackets. Yeah. No, we're definitely doing here. I just can't see myself penciling Maryland in Jabby. I know you love college basketball. Oh, yeah. Give me your thoughts on Maryland because I don't like them. You need to convince me right now that Maryland will make the Final Four. I can't convince you of that. I convince you of this. Iowa lost tonight as we're taping this evening. Iowa lost at Penn State, which puts the Terps back in the driver's seat, even though they had one of the worst games I've seen them play under Turgeon last Saturday against Wisconsin. Wisconsin Wisconsin. coming in on just a monster heater, and they've got back to what they do. They grind out possessions, make threes, and play great defense. Georgetown Georgetown beat, by the way, Wisconsin. And that's one of their actual good wins. Uh, If you want to point out some losses for your boys, they lost to Radford, UNC, Wilmington, and I think – Monmouth. Monmouth. And terrible. I understand Monmouth's pretty good, but let's just all you can't you team. can't lose to Monmouth as Georgetown. Oh. You can't you can't lose to Radford. You can't lose to Radford if you're George Mason. That's a terrible I think UNC Wilmington's were worse loss, but still that it's yeah. not good at all. Um but the Terps can make a run, and here's the big thing. I think Melo Trimble's still hurt. I still think, no matter what people tell me, the guy is too good to go one for fourteen in any type of game. I'm sorry, and that's what he did against Wisconsin. He can't hit the three. If he can't hit the three, that whole um, pick and roll with Diamond Stone and, and Robert Carter really is not there anymore because why you can slough off on the guy who's not shooting it very well. They don't have any other guards coming off the bench. The bench scares me because they don't have anybody that they can go to. So it's going to be basically one of those things where they're just going to have to get hot and get the right matchups in March. The good thing is, Yak, and you've seen some of the teams play. You, you talked about watching that you, you um, that Duke you, uh, Virginia game last uh, last Saturday, which I mean, shocker, Duke got away with another, you know, another one. But um, <laughs> I, I just am, I, I guess, looking at all these teams, there's nobody out there. I'm sorry, I've watched a lot of college basketball. There's nobody out there that I'm like, oh, they won it. Oh, I would be surprised. Oh, I'd be surprised. Last year, I knew Kentucky, or you know that Duke, or you know certain teams are the best teams out there. This year, that's really wide open, and that's what I kind of think that this tournament is going to be one of those. I know everybody says, oh, there's upsets all the time. I think there's going to be a lot of upsets, on, especially on the first weekend. No, I agree. And I mean, I'm I'm not one of these college basketball gurus like Seth Davis and certainly not as into it as either one of you guys. But listen, once football wraps up and I start focusing on like the Caps playoff run, which yeah. usually falls short the, uh, the the last week in April. No pressure. This year. I do get into I do get into March Madness. And personally, as a NFL mark and a gambling NFL player and 
uh, somebody that loves the start of, of, of uh, Major League Baseball and the Masters. Oh, to me, nothing, and I know people bitch about February because it is a garbage sports month. Let me tell you something. Nothing is better than about the second week of March mm. through the first week of April. You get the conference tournaments right into NCAA tournament, into the start of Major League Baseball, into the Masters, which I love. Yep. Uh, but to, to Rich's question, can Maryland make a run? Absolutely. Can Maryland make a run? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I've been watching. I've been watching college basketball passively, but what I see, I see four teams in the top ten that have five losses. Yeah. Okay. There is nobody like Jabby saying, who is like, I'm gonna go out and get it. Yeah. You don't have I a mean, guy. In, you don't have anybody on your pool that you'd say, okay, I have to have them in my final. Four. Absolutely not. And in in you know, not to dog on Maryland, and you know, I kind of root against Maryland just to be a kind of in a dick way. I mean, I'm going to admit it. I, yeah. I root against Maryland because I'm from Virginia, Virginia. and I hate right. Yeah, but, you know, that loss the other night, that was not a good – that was a bad loss. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin's not exactly a world beater. Uh, you know, you can make a case for the Virginia-Duke game, and, yeah, I mean, that was – whatever. Duke's uh, just out of the top 25. Virginia's in the top five or six or seven or ten. I mean, Virginia's going to be like a three or four seed. Duke's going to get in. Who yeah. cares? I mean, we all know. I think know you how... tweeted something too about that. Like everybody was Ex- like, "Oh, Duke's not going to get in. They've lost well, three in a row." That's exactly right. I like right. the Tom I mean, voice. We all do the Tom. Uh, voice. Everyone's Cartman tonight. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh. it's you know, it's anybody. Can Maryland win it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Virginia could win it. Yeah. I think. Uh, I don't think. I don't Michigan think Duke State. Can. I like Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yep. Yeah. Is I mean, I, deep. Uh, Villanova, I think, is a team that's up on top right now because the Big East is so down that they're going to, you know, be a one seed that could go down early. But you're telling me that you would, if Kansas won it all, you'd be shocked? No. I mean, if Oklahoma if, if, won it all, you would be shocked? No. If, I think, I think this would be anybody in the top 15. I'm looking at the stand, I'm looking at the AP right now. Yeah. Literally, I like Virginia if, a lot, by the way. Anybody in the top 15 won it, you'd be like, well, well. I mean, come on. George Mason was a Final Four team of eight years ago. And that was the year, by the way, Connecticut was like the best team out there. And then everybody else was just like a little bit below them. And remember, they beat them. Double overtime, I think. It was just a fantastic game um, for them to get there. And that's another team, real quick, is Coach L. Laranaga's down there in Miami. Miami. You can sleep on Miami is all you want. I'll tell you this. They have three fifth-year seniors, okay? And I know you're saying, oh, fifth-year seniors, they must not be good enough to go to the NBA. Well, you know what? Back in the day, you know, guys would stay four years, and that's where those championship teams are won. And guess what those guys play? They play the guard position. Angel Hernandez, fantastic guy, uh, transferred from Kansas State, um, is there. McClellan is a fantastic guard there, too. And they have two other guys who are like glue guys. And I really think with Coach L's, they get the right, quote-unquote, you know, the right bracket or whatever you want to say. I think that Miami could be a sleeper team out there if you're looking at it, you know, down the line here. Because I really like what they do down there and coach l i mean just a fantastic guy think about all the programs that guy's turned around i mean think about it. he took george mason to the flipping final four that's just crazy and i and i agree and i was gonna say i think this might be the year when you look at the one seeds and you go okay you know villanova i can see kansas whatever michigan state whoever the one seeds are you go okay i can buy that and then at the end of the year when you're looking at the final four i wouldn't be surprised to see a four four Three, you know what I mean. Yeah. This this could be the year where you see there's so many, like you guys said, the top 15. Any a lot of teams in in, in that top 15, 20 range, you know, could win it. So you do have a 
I don't know if it's going to be like 2000 when it was like two eights. Remember when it was like Florida, Wisconsin, Michigan UCLA, State that year? Yeah. It was like two eight seeds. I mean, I don't know if you're going to see that, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple fours and a three. Um, that's just how wide open, like you said, there's no Kentucky. There's no oh. clear cut runaway. There's no UNLV from 91. Oh, that's 34 and 0. That just is not there. But but maybe I will pencil Maryland. I mean, there's a couple weeks to, uh, to finish it up. And you know what? I'm actually kind of relieved that Georgetown's not in it. Because it screws my bracket up when they're in it. In the final because four. my stupid, and I don't put them in the final four, but a lot of times I do put them at least in week two. You know what I mean? Right. Do I think it's out of the the realm of possibility that they can beat Ohio in the first round? <laughs> the Ohio Bobcats. <laughs> they were dropping threes on you, baby. Hey, that was you, great. You like, know like what? You know threes. what is just absolutely money about this year's NCAA tournament? Do you know? Just listen. Oh yeah, we're all gambling. <laughs> listen. <laughs> The first day of the tournament, that Thursday, where everybody calls in sick and it's meets also up for St. Patty's Day, by the way. It's St. Patrick's Day. Well, that's that's when I love that I'm a sales guy and I can just work from home because your boy will be working from home drinking. that day. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're, you'll you'll be working from home that day anyway, won't you? I'll be working from an establishment somewhere. Oh, it's and, Thursday. It's Corner Club Day. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'll be with a corner club, but I'll be with some of the Pest Now boys. Maybe oh. you know what? I'm maybe I have a service call in Virginia. Maybe you I come should come on over. Dime Tito's. I, you know what? I'm in. Seriously, Rich, you I'm need in. to come to a corner club meeting. I'm in. If you guys, if you guys if watch you the games, you can crash in my house. Seriously, if you need to. Yeah, if you guys watch the games out that day somewhere, I'm in. I'm tell, I'm calling it right now. I'm oh, in. I can I tell it. you right now that's gonna go down. Yeah. For just right. real. I think we should do a show appearance at Dime Tito's based on all the show that the run they're getting. I kind of want to get over there, yeah, and see what the old thing's all about. I've never been there, so I don't know. All right, so I'm in for that. March Madness a couple weeks away. We'll definitely have some kind of uh, tournament. Maybe we'll get some kind of gift card to the winner. So, Tom, if you enter, you'll probably win because you'll be the only eligible winner. You know what? Maybe we'll get a Nova (laughs) gift card. A Nova Nova Donuts. That's right. (laughs) Nova Donuts. Or we get a free free seminar to Tom and whatever – him and Sarah Frazier got cooking up. Oh, so man, they got something cooking up. Speaking um, of cooking up. Speaking of cooking up, you know what happens tomorrow, boys? I think pitchers and catchers. They're reporting. And your your Baltimore Orioles, as we talked about in the pre-show, pre-show, pre-show that we record, the Orioles are making some moves, baby. And um, I follow this team about as closely as you know anybody out there. I, I just do. I love you baseball. know you know more about Peter Angelos than you know about Noah. Way more, way more. That's that's the that's the the second kid. Um, the I, second I love kid. I love me some uh, some baseball. I get fired up for it. And Yak and I, you know, the, we love all kinds of things together. But that's one thing that we get all on board with. And pitchers and catchers. I mean, it, it, it's it's kind of hacky because the first day all they do is put their stupid gloves in, stretch and run in some poles. You see some fat pitchers that you'll never see a lot of ninety nines and sixty sevens on the back of their jerseys. But just the fact of you know getting back in the mix. Um, I kind of want to get into this real quick here. Uh, just let's just talk about the Masson Cup right off the bat. Yeah, what what's your vibe, real quick? Or, or Rich, I want you to get involved here too because you're Big O's fan as well. You know, you kind of have a good idea what this team's all about, but what is it? I mean, they, I feel like the Nats' expectations are a little bit lower for once. I feel like the Mets are getting a lot of run in the division. Um, Yak, I haven't seen all the projections or anything like that, but I, I just know where the win totals are and everything, and I think the Mets are a little higher than the Nats. I think that this is kind of a good time for the Nats to kind of get up there. And now that Rich has professed his love for the uh, the toothpick wonder, which is Dusty Baker, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, Yak, is, is Rich going to be at the Masson Cup carrying a, an Expo hat? Well, I, I'm going to lead in first because because uh, 
I do like where the Nats are, and I like them especially for what you just said, Javi. Not only are they like the second, they're the one A to the Mets. They're also the one A to the Dodgers relative to the to the National League. Yeah, the Dodgers uh, have got like the Nats treatment from last year. Yeah, and so, the Cubs I mean, really too. You know, and 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 like I've said before, I. I I don't want to make too much of what they did or did not do in the offseason. I like what they've done. Uh, they brought in a couple guys who will offset some of their strikeout ratios, which, in my opinion, for somebody that's watched them, and you, you can ask anybody. I don't care if it's uh, Bill Rowland or uh, F.P. Santangelo or anybody that watches the Nats religiously. One of their biggest problems over the last four or five years, one of the reasons they have not won the World Series, is they strike out way too much. So they have basically unloaded, even though he's not gone completely, Ian Desmond. And, uh, they, you know, they, they've brought in uh, Daniel Murphy, uh, Ben Revere, two guys. If you look at their strikeout ratios, I like me some they're considerably lower than guys like Ian Desmond and Danny Espinosa. Even though I know Espinosa is going to, you know, be in and out of the lineup for for. Uh, the 2016 uh, campaign, but I mean, I'm fine with kind of being under the radar, you know, to answer your question. I like being in this position and I feel good. I, I mean, honestly, I, I cannot wait uh, for the first week of April. I mean, I am so, I, I love being able to come home and just whatever night of the week it is, it could be a Monday or Wednesday or Thursday or wh whatever night of the week it is. You turn on your TV and, you know, you're, you're not watching a Modern Family or a Seinfeld rerun. Uh, you know, you're, there's, a, there's a baseball game on. And, I, and I, dude, I love I've, – I've said this before, too. The older I get, the more I love Major League Baseball. So, Yeah, that's why there's all those Viagra commercials every yeah. like, 15 minutes, too. Rich, I know you're an Orioles fan. You get fired up for them. I mean, you're an AJ guy. You have 15 jerseys. You love Albert Bell. You know, um, what's your what's your thought on Strasburg from the Nats side? Because you've become this big Nats. I mean, is Strasburg really going to – is everybody shocked that Strasburg wants to walk? Yak, I mean, are you really shocked that he wants to walk? No, I mean, I'm not. Is Bo yeah, I mean, is his agent, right? I mean, is anybody shocked he's going to make it to free agency? Rich, Rich can give his take, and then I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, I felt this way for a while, but go ahead, Turpin. I don't know. I just – I was just going to say, Shut it's almost down. like one of those things to where, yeah, it's like it's one of these things to where the, the guy's having a, a fantastic season. They, they shut him down, and we talked about this last week or the week before. I think it really cost him a chance at the World Series that year, and I know John Feinstein will say that for forever until he dies. It, you know, they shouldn't have shut him down, whatever. I also feel like he, he probably feels a little underappreciated. I, I think the fans are so hard on this guy, and I understand number one pick, whatever. I just feel like, you know, you see the word bust and overrated floating around too often. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't think, I mean, every pitcher just can't be Roger Clemens or Nolan Ryan. They, they just can't be Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox, these guys that, that are even Clayton Kershaw now. Every pitcher can't be that guy. You know, Strasburg is, is, is a very good pitcher. I'd take him in two seconds. To, to wear the black and orange. I can tell you that right now. I'd take him in two seconds. He'd be the, our ace by a million. He'd be the best pitcher the Orioles have had since Messina. Exactly. 
So I just think the fans are a little hard and uh, a little hard on him, and and he hears that he hears the talk, he hears the whispers, and he feels a little unappreciated. And you're right. And the other thing is Scott Boris. Boris is his agent. Boris will will milk the cow. Yeah. And we already heard Harper talking about you know himself getting five hundred million dollars, things like that. I mean, absolutely, I think it's a reality that Strasburg uh, could walk. And like I said, I don't mind him walking into Camden Yards. Well, I don't know if he'd be doing that before Yak gets to it. The one thing I will say about Strauss, too, is he is somebody that I feel like is not the most mentally strong guy. And I'm not saying that D.C. is this, you know, especially baseball-wise, is this big media market that just crushes him. But I feel like, and it's just me, Yak, you could tell me, I think Strasburg wants to get back out west where it's nice and easy for him. No, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't know until recently. Supposedly, his his nickname is Sonny in '72, yeah. just because you know that that's the conditions. But he, here's the thing: I, I don't even think it's the fans. I think the DC fans. I, I really think the Nats fans and the Capitals fans specifically. And I w- I'm not even going to include the Redskins in this one. I think the two best fan bases, quite honestly, when it comes to like just. You know, no BS, just going all in and it, whatever happens, it happens. I think are the Nats and the Caps. And, you know, I, I don't want to get into a big discussion. I mean, I think the Redskins have great fans. I'm a Redskins fan. But it's just, they're like two different fan bases. So I, I don't think the fan base is why Strasburg would leave. I think the shutdown has a lot to do with it. Uh, there's one thing about the shutdown that people are not talking about right now, which I specifically remember which is uh, Mike Rizzo and Steven Strasburg's parents got into kind of a mini pissing match uh, mm-hmm. in, in the public when this all went down. And, and, and I still think that that has some, uh, that carries some weight relative to, to his decision. Yeah. And yeah, Javi, to, to your point, he's a dude, he's a, he's a, he's a Southern Cal San Diego guy. Yep. And you know, if, Can't if things wait to have, get out of DC with the end of yeah, the season. exactly things that things haven't exactly been copacetic, and if you're Steven Strasburg, and, and let's just say you're in the top seventy percentile, I would say that's where he is, yeah. maybe higher. Yeah, it, when he hits free agency, if he's going to have his choices, and if a couple if a, a couple of his uh, his choices involve either the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Anaheim Angels or the San Diego Padres, Seattle, or I'm just saying teams that have cash because if they're going to get him, in, cash Padres and being, don't. But yeah, and he being might take on a hometown coast, discount just to pitch in that yeah, ballpark. He's going to go to the West Coast. Yeah, and and, and, and I th- I think the two different uh, it's it, two completely different arguments uh, relative to Strasburg and Harper, and I don't even want to get into Harper because I. I'm not, I don't have time to worry about it. It's three years down the road. Yeah, but, it's like the Machado thing. But 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 I'm I'm with I'm with you. And and you know it's funny because, uh, you know I do watch these guys and I, sometimes I like to knock Kornheiser. But Kornheiser made just the slightest little off comment the other night on PTI, which I could not agree with him more about. Which was basically, he and he's a he's a Nats mark. You know, he he basically admits that he watches them every yeah, night. All those old guys again, Viagra yeah. commercials. Uh, but <laughs> but basically, because doesn't Casterly get sized too? Doesn't he go to all yeah. the games too? He, he he said just he just never felt like Strasburg was like like completely all in here. No, and and I agree with him one hundred percent. 
I think Zimmerman's the only guy that I could think of that's all been all in for the Nets, really. Uh, uh, no so, doubt about it, bro. I mean, I love Harper, but I think Harper is a guy that, and listen, I love Manny Machado too, but I think Manny's all about Manny too, and some of these superstars are like that. But I think it's hard to kind of <clears throat> kind of wrap your arms around. There's somebody for the Orioles, for example, Adam Jones. People can wrap their arms around Adam Jones. He's taken a hometown discount to play in Baltimore. He's he's moved. I mean, he could go to San Diego to go anywhere he wanted to probably, <clears throat> and he chose to stay in Baltimore and kind of be the guy, and he's the de facto captain. And I, I think the fan bases are completely different, yeah, between the Orioles and the Nats, of course. <clears throat> and I think that comes to do with history. A lot of those Nats fans were former Oil fans, and we, we know the whole story how it goes down. I do enjoy my time down at Nats Park. I really do. I have a blast every time I go down there, and most of it's because we're usually poning your boys. But um, <clears throat> I want the Nats to do it. I really do. I enjoy watching the Nats. There's nothing like that that rivalry. Um, and I think it is a rivalry. I think that that's grown over the year, regardless of the the TV money and the, the stupid owners. I think it's it's nice when those teams get together, and I wish they could play together, you know, a little bit more. So it, it is fired. It, it's exciting. Here, give me ask you guys this quick question. I know Rich doesn't want me to do question and answer, so I'll do this real quick. World Series favorites today, as we're, as we're talking today, give me you, who you guys think will be in the World Series. And I know it's kind of hard to do, but we got to do stupid hack things like this. I guess I'll take it. Sure. I guess I'll take it first, and I can't. Uh, I, I can't take the Orioles because that would just be a, a stupid hometown bit. But I mean. I mean, I don't know who won, who won the who won it last year. Kansas, Kansas City. City. I mean, Kansas Can, City. They have Kansas City under five hundred this year, like the projections. Right, and I was gonna say, I, I mean, can you can you go to Kansas City again? I mean, I guess one of the hot teams would be the Cubs. Yeah. I mean, I no guess if I had, there. yeah, no pressure out there on, on Chicago. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I guess if I was gonna lay money right now today, just said no, here's here's a thousand dollars, lay it on whoever you want. I don't know who's giving me this thousand dollars, but if I got it, I probably wouldn't wager it. But if yeah. they said you had to wager this thousand dollars, my money would be on on, on the Cubbies. Yeah. For the first time in what 120 years, they go to win the World Series. Yeah, I mean, I have to be the Cubs. Is is Joe Madden still a manager? Yep. Yeah, then that's my money, Joe rank, Madden. Ranked number one manager by all the peers. Number two is Bochi. Number three, Buck Walter. Yak, what do you got there? Yeah, I, I know you're not going to say your Nats, even though I think you think they nah. can be sneaky good this year. Nope. Um, you know the league. I, I kind of feel like, and I'll, I'll let you give some time to think about it. I kind of feel like it's San Francisco's on year, off year, on year, off yeah. year. And what they did, getting Cueto and Samarja, who I think will pitch great in that ballpark. It's a monster yep. ballpark. Um, they just find ways to get out of there. And I think that division is a little overrated. I know what Arizona did. They went out and just got as many pitchers as they could. Um, I think some of their pick trades are a little out of control, but they, they're going for it at least. The Padres are going to be awful, so you can beat up on them. And the Rockies are the Rockies. So I think that's the San Francisco and L.A. division. And I'm sorry, I got to take the better manager, not the first year manager. I don't care what the Dodgers do. I just feel like San Francisco is the team that kind of has that that pedigree to get there and knows how to get through those games. And last time I checked, Baumgartner's still on the bump for them. No, I, I'm with you. I like the Giants. They're the third choice. Um, you're going to be able to get them at like nine or ten to one. I mean, it's it's like you said. They've they're almost like the they're the like they're like the Cardinals of the West Coast. Yep. Uh, you know they perfect. They know perfect. what they're doing. You know, I, I love their manager. Uh, yeah, they've had a couple off years of a, over the last three or four years, but uh, they're a solid. They're a solid squad. Um, you know, they've made some nice additions. I like the boy them spans the, out there. Yeah. I, you're right. Uh, Denard Spans out there also. I I don't. I think that division, quite frankly, is 
and I get into this argument with my buddy, the legend, uh, who's a big Dodgers fan because he's a West Coast guy. Yeah. I think that division is not way, o- way overrated. Uh, I'm <laughs> not a big you. I'm not a big mark for the for the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers have some issues. Yeah. Um, so I, I like the Giants. Um, actually, that that would be my bet to win the World Series. If you were going to ask me for like some off, off the radar. Yeah. Yeah. Off the radar uh, pick. Um, I might take uh, Pittsburgh. I was going to say I like them, too. And you know they're they're like middle of the not middle of the pack, but you know they're like third or fourth in the in the NL. Quiet off season for them. Though. Yeah, but but back to what we were talking about. I mean, I Tom, I like the uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I like the Nats and where they're at. It's yeah. like the expectation level is like lowered considerably. Yep. Uh, but they have the they have them they have the manager that can win, and they have the talent like where they could just, they could win it. I mean, it's not like this is like, oh, well, let's see what we can do here. I mean, they got the players that could win. And, you know, time will tell. And, Javi, I know, and Rich, I know you this, I know you know as well. I mean, there's, you know, who knows what some of these young guys are going to do. I mean, you know, I mean, they, the uh, Trey Turner, I mean, who knows? Toledo. Yeah, Giolito. I I like being under the radar, and and it's even better to be the second choice in the NL East, which I would have never dreamed of. Right. Let the Mets have all that pressure. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm with you, and I think the Mets. Let, let's back it up a little bit, back to back years, and show you're not just a, you know, a small heater in the second half. Because really, they just that's what they did. They went on that heater in the second half. I, I'll ask you this, Yak, real quick before we get into Rich uh, Terp's tales, you know, closing up the show. Do you think if Dusty was the manager last year with the talent that they had last year, do you think it would have been a different um, deal than when, I mean, with the experience, that kind of thing? Who, I just feel like it's weird because I feel like Dusty might have been able to handle that. Who, who knows? I mean, I, I will say this. And listen, I, 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 listen. I bash Matt. Listen. Yeah, I bash Matt Williams and he's got plenty of like uh, there are certain situations I don't think he handled well. But at the end of the day, it does come down to the players. And, you know, last year and the, even the year before, it was not on Matt Williams. I mean, we could go back two years and, sure, I can make uh, one hell of a case and I could get my brother on the phone right now and he would even make a Love case it. stronger than me uh, that what happened in that Giants series was mm-hmm. an absolute disgrace uh, relative to managing. But it's not all, Matt, it's not all on Matt Williams. No. I mean, they had a roster uh, last year that – could have won the World Series. Now, did he show them some things uh, in the postseason or even in that first season that turned off some of those uh, some of those players to where you got a guy like Jason Worth that's walking into the clubhouse and rearranging the uh, starting lineup, which is Bush League? So uh, I don't know, but it, it you know it's not all on him. I, I do think that, and and you know Cubline, um, he's got a few takes just because. Yeah, he saw him in Chicago for so long, but a few takes. Yeah, I like I kind of like the fact that even though I was uh, bashing this three or four years ago with Davy Davy Johnson, that uh, you know um, Dusty Baker is kind of more of a we're going back to this. Okay, we got this. We got the talent. We have a more seasoned guy. So let's see what happens. Yeah. And, and and I just no hope pressure, it's less pressure. 
Yeah, I, I hope it's not a, a Davy Johnson result. Yeah. No pressure, think, no diamonds. Right, no pressure, no diamonds. And uh, I think Rendon is your comeback player of the year. I'm calling that right now. I think Rendon I is a star. I and, I know, him. and I know we violated my number one move, which is, which is baseball talk, for about 30 minutes now. So yeah. it's, it's all right. It's well, let's get, into, let's get into so we, we do have a few minutes. We, we do have a few minutes left. I wanted to have share a couple of things. Number one, did either one of you know that the Grammys were on either Sunday or Monday night? I knew it because everybody okay. talked about, oh, it's tomorrow. Why, is, why was it on Monday? Will someone tell me? Please tell me. I flipped over for about uh, 30 seconds, and I saw Kendrick Lamar <laughs> walk out on stage in handcuffs. I couldn't pick Kendrick. Was, was, like, was in handcuffs. I was like, uh, what in the F am I watching? I couldn't pick Kendrick Lamar out of a police lineup. Tell you that is right his now. Name Kendrick Lamar. Shocker, you put him in a police lineup. Too, I, exactly. You, well, you picked up on that. All right. Well, let's let's get to the 58th annual Grammy Awards. 58 years they've been doing this, and I probably watched one. So 58th Grammy. I uh, just want to go some of the uh, the winners briefly. Some entertainment guy, by the way. Uh, we just talked about it. The rap album of the year, Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly. Yak. I guarantee you haven't heard one song off that album album of the year which i do love my girl taylor swift 1989 um, and, and this is what i'm confused of there's album of the year and record of the year what's the difference can anybody tell me record of the year album? yeah i can tell you what the difference is what is it uh the difference would be the album of the year and encompasses the entire songs on that album. So like the, all 13 songs or Yeah, the record okay. of the year basically could could essentially be called song of the year. Okay, well they have record of the year which was Uptown Funk, Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars, okay. and then they have song of the year which was Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. So now you have album of the year which we've decided that encompasses all 13 of Taylor Swift's songs on 1989. And then you have Record of the Year, which was Uptown Funk, which I, if I hear that again, I, I might kill myself, like uh, Ronda Rousey. And then Song of the Year, Thinking Out Loud. So now you have, I mean, it's insane how many of the year's song, record, album, I'm not sure. What I mean, did they used to give out cassette of the year? Yeah. I mean, oh. this is crazy. Well, I don't know. What, did you guys did you guys find the any of the tributes okay with you? I didn't, Jabby, I didn't watch the show. Okay. Yeah, I didn't good. watch two seconds of it. I did. I, I have to be honest with you. I, I kind of caught a little bit. I caught that the, the um, Tom's future wife Adele out there, you know, doing <laughs> doing some. You know, Hello. I guess they had a Mac or some problems with the mic. Maybe I don't know. I, there were some issues there. I think there were some more issues other, other than that. I do like the fact that she tweeted that <laughs> it was a tough night for her, but that she's going to go to In and Out later. I think that's a good. I think she actually gets the bit. So I have to say, I have to give her a little bit of props to that. I didn't see Gaga do the. Um, the Bowie thing, and I'm a big David Bowie kind of mark. A quietly, I, I think David, David pretty, Bowie. Yeah, I think <laughs> Bowie State. <clears throat> I think he, he was pretty good. But the one thing everybody was losing their mind was was the Lionel Richie bit. I mean, did I mean hello? No, I, 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 you're you know what you're you're speaking German right now. <laughs> no, any idea? How about award shows in general from entertainment, sports? I, they just don't interest me. You don't get I, honestly, I don't get sites for the ESPYS. I don't care who you thought the male athlete of the year was. I couldn't care less who you thought ESPN, who you thought the male athlete of the year well, was. Well, the the ESPYS were good back in the day, like 1998, when uh, Norm Macdonald hosted them. Yeah, and, and and if you don't believe me, go to YouTube and Google his uh, his opening monologue. It was epic. Which, by the way, I just tweeted you guys. Uh, I start. I just started following Sarah Frazier. Good. 
just for future shows. I might want to start following her too, so we can get her just down. for information. All right. Well, you know what? The only award show I used to like was the Slammys back in the day, the Wrestling Awards back when I was like twelve. I used to get Sice for Hulk Hogan winning Wrestler of the Year. Yeah. So anyway, let's finish out these uh, awards. Uh, so I told you the song of the year was Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. New artist of the year was Megan Trainer. Uh, there's no chance either one of you know who she is. Nope. Uh, country artist or country album was Traveler by Chris Stapleton. No clue. Nope. Uh, the dance record, and I get sized for his CD, was Where Are You Now by Skrillex with Justin Bieber. I love Justin Bieber's new album. So sick. Uh, the alternative song of the year. Those words I can tell you have never come out of my mouth, and probably not Jabby's mouth either. I mean, I, I can't believe it came out of his mouth, but go ahead. Uh, I, I get Justin for Bieber that. I'm so sick. Yeah, you know why he sick. does this? He does it because everybody hates him, so now he's okay to jump on board with it because it's not cool to like Justin Bieber. Go ahead, Rich. I got you. Wow. What, either way. Um, <laughs> and then the Urban Contemporary album was The Weeknd. Beauty Behind the Man is actually, oh. I like that album. He's pretty sick. He's a pretty good singer. So uh, just from uh, real quick from the wall of weird, for some reason, Waffle House gets a bad rap. I don't know why. I know Tom loves them. But there was a 43-year-old waitress in Dawsonville, which is uh, uh, north of Atlanta in, in Georgia, where she was arrested because she spiked the drink of one of her coworkers with meth, with methamphetamines. Why would you? Why would you spike your coworkers' drink with narcotics? But what do you think happened to this guy that she spiked the drink? He probably worked really fast. Well, how about this? He became sick. He had to be transported to a hospital because he was sick, and he slipped into a coma. Oh. And he's still in the hospital. Needs a feeding tube and a ventilator to help him breathe. How about that? How about this, lady? You don't slip methamphetamines into anybody's drink. I can't even imagine what 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 would be the motive. They said Jocker, no motive yet, but why would you want to do that? Rich, have you have you looked at the news? I mean, does I, any I know, does anything surprise you? Seriously, Jim Bush put a gun out on the yeah, internet I mean, yesterday. Look, <laughs> look at the idiots, literally on both sides of the aisle. Look at the idiots that are running for president and leading. I mean, well, Cruz took over today. Uh, your boy, well, not Cruz making America Cruz. great. I know. You got Donald Trump and you have Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders. Like those two guys are Bernie like Sanders. Yeah, uh, the guy. <laughs> what's the guy from Kubrick, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Larry, Larry David. Larry David. I would rather have Larry David 100%. be president than yep. anybody. Yep. I might be size for Larry David. A lot of jokes <laughs> being told at the. Oh, a lot of zings. <laughs> yeah, but Trump has a lot of zings. I like. I honestly, I, mean, I like Trump's Trump. A, dude, Trump's honestly. If he wasn't Donald Trump, if he was let's let's say he was some other politician that's been on the Senate for however many years, and he's yeah. been in politics his whole life, and he was running for president, uh, people would vote for him. Yeah, no. they they don't want to vote for Donald Trump because it's Donald Trump. They I don't guess, disagree with a lot of his policies. I gar I guarantee dude, it. He, he says the same stuff at every rally. <laughs> Seriously, right. rally is the which right is, answer. Yeah, which is basically we're winning. And I'm gonna hire the best people. And wall, I mean, wall, 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 wall. Hey, when you go, hey, when you go to, when you go see a comedian, he does the same bit every time you go okay, see. Okay, well, right, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to see a comedian. Can't I'm, have trying to, I'm trying to elect somebody to lead my country. You can't. Have, you you want him to I'm have new to new material? <laughs> you, you need him to have new material every time he steps up to I'm the podium. Saying, you know, I mean. 
Yeah, Rob Mayer's not doing it, right? You don't want Rob Mayer running the show. And I love Rob Mayer. I'm not psyched for anybody, seriously. I, I am literally like, it's just like morons on, on television. And, and and somebody and they're trying to convince me who's better than the other. I don't want to talk about it. I'd rather just talk about sports. You won't. You won't. That's not why vote. I'm not tweeting about politics anymore. I hate it. You won't just not vote. I probably won't. What the? It doesn't effing matter. Definitely yeah, doesn't matter for me. As you know. Doesn't. All right. So our, our last one will close out the evening, and this is perfect in Florida. A woman attacked her spouse, leaving with bruises and scratches on his face after she found a dildo oh. in his drawer. So they were apparently they were moving, and she was going through his belongings. I guess that's some kind of thing you do when you move. She found the dildo. It wasn't hers. It wasn't his. I guess it was probably something for somebody else. Ugh. She got bitter, scratched his face. She got arrested, and boy, she is purdy. I can tell you that right now. And shockingly, she's Asian. <laughs> I would think white trash coming from Florida with this kind of story. I would definitely think white trash, but no, definitely Asian. Her name is. Gao Chow Su. Yes. Aren't dildos kind of prevalent, though? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that there's any dildos in my house, but... Allegedly. Allegedly. What do you mean, when you say that prevalent, where? Like, yeah, I mean, just like dildos in general. Like, uh, I, aren't there a lot of people that have dildos? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, but if if but if you if your wife found one in your drawer that wasn't hers, she would be a little bitter. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right about that. Well, of course, I'm not saying. Yeah, of course, she found it, and it wasn't hers. What if there so... was? You think Tom Brock's got? You think Tom's got a dildo with Sarah Fraser's name on it? <laughs> her name or her face? I mean, which would have it's turned into such a show? Oh, wow, <laughs> Tom's getting so much run. Way too anyway. much run. All right, well, let, you know what? Let's let's finish with that. We have to get out of here. I want to finish watching Duke, North Carolina, because I don't want to watch Georgetown anymore because they disappoint me every single time I watch them, except for the Xavier game a few weeks ago. But either way. Yeah, Carolina so. game's pretty good. Yeah. So the, the second half just started, too, yes, on 19 sir. minutes. You know who I hate? I hate Grayson Allen. I, I feel like he, if you looked at him, you wouldn't think he could play one lick of basketball. He's going to be end up being better than J.J. Redick in the league. Trust me. No, there's no chance. He's, he's, really not even that, he's not even that good in, the, in college. What do you mean? What? He's not better right now than Redick was in college. And there's zero chance. He's a sophomore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's do some show plugs here, Rich. Get him out there. Yeah. Show plugs. All right. So, again, follow us on, on uh, Twitter, at Between the Lines, T-H-A, the lines. Worst so handle terrible. ever. Worst handle. At the Rich Turpin, at Jerry Burns, at Sports Yak. Yes. At and we, Tom C. Block. Yes. Yeah, but you know what? Tom changes his handle. It may be Tom C. Frazier by now. Changes his yeah. handle every single day. Nobody changes it more than him. Yeah, you're right behind him. No, he's it's like Tom C. Block. Yeah, is it Tom C. Block? Well, it's yeah, like we it, need it's to something figure out. Every day. Is he coming on the show next week or is Sarah Frazier? I'll talk to their people. Well, I'd rather have Sarah Frazier for sure. If we yeah. can, if we can somehow we work it out. I'm still. Let's, can we can we angle for somebody in like uh, Dan Helly or? Somebody like that. Somebody, maybe a baseball person. Can we get Buster Olney on, maybe? <laughs> we'll work on Buster. All right, we're um, going to shoot the stars. We might as, you know, go, yeah. go. Hey, you know what? We could, we actually, uh, we, what we could. Chris? Chris, CJ. Say, yeah. Because he, he covered the Nats. And he's got no axe to grind. I wonder if that, yeah, you know, and, he can and come he on and just, just hack He could just, like, promote his new station since he's the PD. Yeah, so he's probably not doing anything. Just trying to run a station over there I'll, at 98. I'll work on some Orioles, and then Yak will work on um, Johnny Holiday. 
All right. Yeah. So anyway, so follow us on Twitter at Between the Lines. Go to iTunes. You can find all the shows there. Of course, you can go to BaltimoreSportsReportNetwork.com. You'll find our show, Jabby's other show, the one that he re- actually really likes and prepares for. That's there. The one he does with Zach. I think he. Which one did you do? Did you do Bird's Eye View or something? What no, you- I'm in uh, Baltimore Sports Today. Hey, I, and yeah. also, uh, I will Baltimore say this. You know what? Your boy, Jay Con. I, yeah. listen, I listen to the show, of course. I listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, after we record. That, that guy is like shot out of a cannon. He's a pro. I mean, no, he is a pro. I and that's mean, why I he does it for guy. Yeah, that's why he does it for a living. No, I understand. But I'm just saying that guy is like he's the real deal. Like yeah. he's you know, he's coming from some you know, he's been on the road all day and he's was doing a show and he was doing some he was uh, doing basketball practice with a bunch yeah. of ten year olds and then he's like Peyton Man, Peyton you know, he's got loves it. Yeah, he's teaching yeah, he's talking with Scott Garceau and then teaching kids how to play the triangle in two. And making making three team parlays. Right, exactly. So exactly what Jared. So, what, anyway, what's, so we'll, hey, what's the next next Netflix and chill movie? Real oh, quick. what is it? I don't know. You know what I'm going to see Saturday well, though? Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I want to see that real quick. Okay, so I want to see that. Uh, I, I want to see. Uh, Joe Ham told me to, to watch Black Mass. Uh, but on Monday I had to I had to pick my wife up at the airport. So on Monday it was a snow day, and it was a President's Day. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think I'm late oh, to the party. Yeah. Jaws 2 is a horrible movie. Oh, Jesus. No, I, I, I disagree. I disagree. Rich, that movie is so bad. And, no, and I've seen it before. Not. I've seen Jaws 2 probably three or four times. Are you sure you're not confusing with 3 or The Revenge? No, because I'm 2 sure is good. I've seen I Jaws know. like 100 times. I've now seen Jaws 2 probably three or four times. That movie literally is a disaster. Why? What? I don't understand why it's why you feel well, it's so the bad. The acting is horrible. Uh, they they didn't have C- Steven Spielberg back. The way they kill the shark at the end is is just so embarrassingly dumb. Uh, where he just throws the electric, uh, uh, you know, the power cable into his mouth. Well, he didn't it's, throw it into his mouth. The shark tried to eat him, and oh, he was holding the power. Come on, come on. Yeah. Just, what do you think he like lassoed it in there like he was wrangling a bull? No, he tried to eat it. He tried to eat Chief Brody, Martin Brody, and he was always holding. You know what? You know what? I'm not, I don't want really to get into it. So now I'm getting upset. That, you're you're you way out of your water. Right I'm now, flustered. Yeah. It's like talking about Kirk Cousins' uh, contract right now. <laughs> yeah, you're dead tweet, wrong. You could tweet him if you need. Jaws: The Revenge was terrible. Jaws: Three was terrible with Louis Gossett Jr. Jaws: One and Two. Fabulous. One, obviously, one of my top five movies ever. You know what? We're going to have to come up with a top five movie list of all time and see and compare them at some sports, point. Let's do sports movies. Man, all sports movies are, are stupid. Most of them are hacky and gay. You know what? I'm trolling. Gay in a good way, everybody. Sorry. Yes. Rudy gay. Right. Rudy. All right. So, again, check out the show, BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Check out the other shows. Go to iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, at Between the T-H-A Lines. We'll get a guest for you next week. Sarah Frazier, Dan Helley, Buster Olney, everyone. You know what? We'll just get Kanye on the show. Dan Steinberg. Get Kanye. Tell him we'll give him $53 to come on the show. Portis. All right. For Yak, Yak, Jabby, I'm Rich. We'll see you next week. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. See you. Peace out. RG3. (laughs) Thanks. All right, I'm out of here, jerks. All right, I'm out of here, too. I got to watch Duke Carolina. See ya.